0: You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, let's play it, everybody. Welcome back. It is another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network on a Thursday, a rainy Thursday, August 3rd into Friday, August 4th, a day off for the Lions after four days of training camp starting on Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Jim Caldwell giving the team off today. They're back at it for a morning practice tomorrow. And then, of course, Saturday, a workout at Ford Field in front of the fans. Matt Derry with you. Thank you for listening right here on Locked on Lions, audioboom.com. If you subscribe on iTunes, you listen on iTunes, thank you for doing that. And again, we are on Spotify and TuneIn as well. So if you subscribe to those Um, apps, music systems, whatever it is. Thank you for listening right here to Locked On Lions. It is your daily Lions podcast. We talk Detroit Lions football each and every day, guests during the week, my opinions, news of the day, everything else coming up on the show today. Tom Pellicero from NFL Network and NFL.com. Good young NFL writer. A guy that's been around, works at Sirius, used to write for USA Today and knows the NFC North inside and out. Tom interviewed Matthew Stafford for NFL Network on Tuesday and we caught up with him earlier today. Had a chance to chat with Tom. He will join me coming up in a little bit. Also, Locked on Lions for today brought to you by SeatGeek. Download the mobile app for the easiest way to buy tickets. Use the promo code LONFL to get $20 off your first purchase, your first ticket purchase at SeatGeek.com. All right, so Tom Pellicero is going to join me in a little bit. We talked about everything, Uh, Matthew Stafford, State of the Lions, Greg Robinson, and that's kind of where I wanted to begin today here on Lockdown Lions on an off day, and we'll get to Tom coming up uh, in a second. But I read an article today, and I thought it was pretty good, from Dave Burkett in the Free Press. Uh, titled Detroit Lions Greg Robinson Still Adjusting to New Scheme and Playbook. So I'm like, oh, okay, you know, new guy, really only been in Detroit for two months, coming over from the LA Rams or the St. Louis Rams or whatever they are, uh, where he spent his first four years. And Greg Robinson was a top five pick and an offensive lineman that. Many people thought would have a huge impact at left tackle for the Rams. Kind of became a bust. Needs a change of scenery. And the Lions dealt, of course, a six-round draft pick to the Rams to acquire Robinson after they had learned that Taylor Decker would need shoulder surgery. So, uh, you know, I'm reading the article. I'm like, all right, maybe Greg Robinson's a little bit behind and everything else. And Robinson is not penciled in by any stretch of the imagination as a lock to be the team's left tackle uh, You know, opening game. September 8th against Arizona. Cyrus Kwanjo, whom they picked up from the Bills is out there um, as a guy the Lions have split reps with Robinson with. That Storm Norton, the undrafted rookie from Toledo was taking first team reps the other day. Heck even Joe Dahl uh you know is under consideration there although he's probably going to be moved back to guard. But you know I'm reading this article from Dave Burkett, who does a great job at the free. And you know you get down to some of the nitty gritty of the article. And it says Robinson is quoted as saying, quote, honestly, it's going to take a little adjusting. I've been trying to take the coaching from coach Prince and just do it the way he wants us doing it. Incorporating my own things into the game also to help me. I feel like that separates me, but a few of the zone steps are a lot different. Uh, And he's been again, splitting first team Rex reps with Cyrus Quanjo, And those two are the favorites to replace Taylor Decker. But you know, adjusting, still adjusting. Does anybody else Did anybody else see this headline? Anybody else see this quote and say, uh-oh? Maybe there's, look, I think the Lions did what they had to do. Send a late round pick to the Rams. It wasn't working out with the LA. He was being demoted. He was moving, moved from left tackle to right tackle. And heck, he was even being moved to guard for the Rams. It just wasn't going to be, wasn't going to work out anymore for the Rams. He needed a change of scenery. And he rated very low for the last few years from pro football focus on, you know, on, on technique and blocking and everything else. Run blocking, pass blocking. Greg Robinson did not grade out well. Now, you look at his size and you look at him being the, the second overall pick in 2014 and you see a guy that you know can do it. He was a stud at Auburn. All SEC, All-American, everything else. So, when you see him say, ah, it's still taking me time to adjust You kind of wave those red and white, is it the white flag, is it the red flag, whatever flag it is, you kind of almost put your hands in the air like, uh uh-oh, maybe this kid just can't pick it up. Maybe he just doesn't have it. It scared me a little bit to see that. You know, it was like, it was one of those things where I'm thinking, I liked the pickup. I defended it. I really did. And then you see, you know, right now it's going to take a lot of adjusting, adjusting, now, I am no offensive lineman. I have no idea how to play left tackle. I don't know the footwork. I don't know the, the schemes. I don't know, you know, the hand gestures, the hand movements, everything else. So, you know, I, I, we'll see how it goes. But I, I hope it works out. I'm rooting for him. But how much adjusting does it need to be? And when you're in pads for the last couple days, which the Lions were, don't just need to make sure that you stop the defensive end that's on the other side or the defensive tackle that maybe is twisting to the outside. And maybe he needs more coaching. But reading that he needs adjusting, this is a guy, it's not like he's a rookie. It's not like he's just got to the league. And maybe the Rams' system is a lot different than the Lions. But something I'll bring up to Tom Pelissero here coming up, it, just, it scares me a little bit that this guy, this kid's kind of like, well, you know, I need to learn the playbook some more. And I need to, you know, I think once I get it down pat, I can really see the benefits from then and uh, abilities of the scheme. Maybe I'm way off base. Hit me up on Twitter. Did you react the same way as I did when you see, saw these Greg Robinson quotes about how he needs to, time to adjust? I'm on, I'm on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. And you can check me out on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. Again, day off for the Lions today and they'll get back at it tomorrow morning with a practice in Allen Park at 9 o'clock. All right, before we talk to Tom Pellicero, i got to tell you about SeatGeek. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and I'm done going anywhere else to find tickets for games, uh, concerts, events. I go to SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts, of course, it can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way when you use SeatGeek. All right, smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events with SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience. You can buy and sell tickets and. Two taps right there on your phone. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person. And SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. What I love is, is what they do is they save you time and money because they search on their site all the multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find the lowest possible price and the best deal for you. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I found a shop for tickets. I can be anywhere just a few taps. I can instantly find seats. Just used it the other day to buy tickets for Tiger's Tribe. My boys are coming into Comerica Park over Labor Day weekend. Got to get down there, take the fam. So it was great. And it's easy, and the tickets were pretty cheap, to be honest with you. Here's what you got to do as a a listener here of Lockdown Lions, all right? A call to action, as they say. My listeners are going to get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you do is download the SeatGeek app, Enter promo code L-O-N-F-L. That's L-O-N-F-L. Do that today. That's promo code L-O-N-F-L for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. They're the best at SeatGeek. All right, we've talked about him. We've mentioned his name a couple of times this week. Tom Pellicero joining me now from NFL.com and NFL Network. Talked to Matthew Stafford the other day and was in Allen Park with the latest on the Stafford contract stuff. What's up, Tom? How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, what were your impressions talking to people in Detroit about the Lions? First off, let's do a little general question, I guess, early. Well, I think that
0: here in the year two with Bob Quinn there as GM, obviously you're at an interesting point in the Jim Caldwell era, although – You know, there's no telling what exactly conversations may have occurred behind the scenes or, you know, the way that it's been explained to me with Caldwell is the people that need to know what his status is are crystal clear on it. They're just not saying anything publicly. But as you look at the roster and and where they're at, the team's made the playoffs two of the past three years. Um, You look at some of the additions that they've made, particularly on defense, upgrading the right side of the offensive line. You look at Stafford's numbers really dating back to when Jim Bob Cooter took over the play calling duties midway through 2015. I can see a lot of reasons for optimism. I think the offense is pretty plainly ahead of the defense, um, but there are some things that they're beginning to build on defense, and they've got a couple of guys that they can build around in various slay, and Ziggy Ansa. it's just a matter of, you know, what point are you as well-rounded as you want to be, and they've just, you know, they, they've been through, they've had a lot of core players leave over the past few years, they're starting to replace those guys, uh, it'll be interesting to see, I think, particularly on that side of the ball, exactly how they look.
1: Tommy, you broke some some news the other day, saying that the the gap was substantial between <clears throat> excuse me between Stafford and the Lions in terms of the contract. Um, should Lions fans be concerned? Obviously, they can tag him, but when you talk about substantial gap, tell tell me more about that.
0: Well, you know, I think that sometimes we get too caught up in where people are on, you know, August 3rd as we sit here talking. There's no deadline on this. Uh, As I said, there's also, you know, there are active negotiations. They are talking. This is not at a stopping point. It's not as if this thing is broken off. It's a process Uh, And this contract is complicated, I think, for a variety of reasons, even though my understanding is that Stafford would like to be in Detroit and the Lions certainly have motivation to get this done. A lot of it, you know, in the market. I think that people look at it and just say, well, is, is Matthew Stafford better than Derek Carr? Is better than Aaron Rodgers and start, you know, stacking it up as, as Packers GM, Ted Thompson once told me, you are never going to, whether it's your own team or across the league, you're never going to have your salaries exactly stack up to how good people are because those deals are driven by a variety of different factors. It is timing. It is leverage. It is what the market is. The quarterback market has not increased like some other markets have. In recent years where you've seen spikes at say, you know, for pass rushers and defensive ends, the numbers there have gone way, way up over the years. I think with quarterback, it's been slower growth. And really the situation you have with Stafford, there are some parallels to what's going on with Kirk Cousins in Washington. The relationship is much better between the Lions and Stafford uh, than Cousins and the Redskins. But when you talk about the franchise tag scenarios that made the negotiation of a contract extension that still hasn't happened for Cousins in Washington, um, the numbers are actually bigger with Matthew Stafford. So in essence, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I believe it's a twenty six point four million dollar tag is what it would cost them to tag Stafford in twenty eighteen. That number
1: then in twenty nineteen would go to like thirty one point something. Right. So it's fifty eight over two. So here's
0: the question. Are you negotiating Stafford's contract off twenty five million a year, which is what Derek Carr got or 29 million a year, which is what Stafford would get if he played out two franchise tags. You know, somewhere in there, there's a number that probably is going to work for everybody. But there's also no urgency for you know somebody to cave here on, on August 3rd. They they've got another month during the preseason, and if nothing's done before the opener, then we'll uh, we'll see where things go from there.
1: Tom Pelissero, with me from the NFL Network, was in town the other day talking to Matthew Stafford and. Here's the one thing that I've been saying, Tom, and you tell me maybe from a national perspective and your perspective on it. Here in Detroit, we all know that there's a there's a perception of the Lions, and the SOL that is used by many of the fans and some sports talk hosts in town, same old Lions would be up. Well, they said they were going to get something done with Calvin. Calvin retired. They said they were going to get something done with Sue. Sue bolted. Oh, they said they were going to get something done with Stafford, and then maybe in three, four years he's gone. From a perception standpoint, with the new regime, Mrs. Ford Rod Wood and Bob Quinn, they need to get this done because there's nothing behind him, obviously, and he's kind of the face of the city. Do you believe in any of that stuff? Well, some of the stuff you're talking
0: about goes back to prior regimes. You know, one of the things with the Lions and part of the issue with being as bad as they were for years they got a bunch of good players high up in the draft stafford and calvin johnson and sue but that was also under the old rookie system so what they ended up having is these huge chunk signing bonuses you know stafford being guaranteed what yeah 50 million in guarantees something like that in his first contract well then you ended up with salary cap issues because of those guys so then you ended up in this cycle where you constantly had to restructure them. every year you'd convert a you know a 10 million dollar salary to a 10 million dollar bonus and you create cap space but it's not magic Every dollar that you spend has to hit the cap eventually. So all you're doing is pushing your problems off into the future. So it was Sue in particular. You had a situation where his tag number was going to be so huge because they had kept restructuring him because his cap number had continued to grow. Franchising him was not really an option. Those were all products sort of of the circumstances. Now could. You know, Martin Mayhew and Tom Luand or whoever else had hands in that have done a better job managing things. You certainly could have gone about things a little bit differently. I think that that's fair to say. But you know, you don't have that same system now. It's not the the same sort of a, a deal in terms of the rookies and what they're being guaranteed. And the lines are winning enough games; they're not drafting those top five, six, seven spots that are still you know pretty big money at this point. I think this is. You know, it, it, I think that the only really fair thing to do is just say. All right, let's see what happens with the, the Bob Quinn regime moving forward. They, they've turned over a lot of stuff there. You know, Jim Caldwell is a holdover from the prior staff, but you look at, you know, the new offensive coordinator. Of course, you got a new team president in Rod Wood. I, I think that, you know, from a perception standpoint, I understand what you're saying. This has just sort of been, you know, a thing that's gone on with the Lions. They haven't won a title since what, 1957, something like that. Right. I mean, it's been a long time since they've enjoyed huge success. They haven't won a playoff game since 91. Everybody knows all those numbers. Um, but anytime you've got new people coming in and a new way of doing business, I think that you have to look at what is the track record of those people, and also, you know, this this bears mentioning too with Stafford. And you know, what's the track record of you know other deals getting done for other quarterbacks? Some of those, I mean, I remember Eli Manning, who happens to share an agent uh, with Matthew Stafford. That deal got done like the Thursday before the opener a couple of years ago on a a large contract extension. These these things take time, especially when they are complicated, and certainly. In a situation like with Stafford, this is a complicated deal for precisely the, the reasons I mentioned. You know, he's a guy who's made 110 million dollars. He doesn't have to take a deal. Derek Carr was due like two million bucks, something like that. He had to. They had to get that deal done because the the level of risk that he was taking on. Stafford is, at least from a monetary perspective, more comparable to Kirk Cousins. And Stafford's made like five times as much money as Cousins already in his career.
1: Could it be just as simple, Tom? As Stafford knows like you said he could be making thirty one million dollars in in a season on the second year of the tag. So maybe Tom Condon is saying to the Lions, We want thirty, thirty one million a year. Maybe the Lions are saying, Well Carr got twenty five, we'll offer twenty six. Is that as could that could it be as simple as that, you think?
0: Well, I don't know the numbers. I mean that's the thing is you know, that stuff has been kept. Pretty quiet so far, but when we're talking about a substantial gap, I think it is fair to infer that you have two different negotiation points in that, all right, if 25 million is the standard right now for quarterbacks, but 29 million is what you would average over two tags, which is how a lot of agents look at this. Um, you know where does that number fall do you want to reset the market by going up close to 30 million dollars a year you know that's those are choices that have to be made I think that it's fair to say Stafford has some leverage because he's still only 29 years old because from the day that Jim Bob Cooter took over play calling up until the game before Stafford hurt the finger last year he has 41 touchdown passes nine picks and a 102.5 passer rating those are big numbers okay the guy's a good quarterback there's going to be a market out there for him and You know, there's just going to have to be decisions made. And you hope, if you're the Lions, uh, that you're able to find a middle ground here.
1: Tom Pellicero with me from the NFL Network. Uh, Greg Robinson could be the starting left tackle for week one with Taylor Decker's injury. And I think he was quoted as saying yesterday, something to the effect of, you know, I I need more time to learn the system or it's going to be a slow process. Uh, How concerned should Lion fans be with Taylor Decker out for a while?
0: Well, we'll see how long Deckers out because there's no commitment yet to even sitting in the first six on the pup list. You know, it's he's on schedule from what I understand. He's out of a sling now. He's not going to be ready in all likelihood for the start of the season. But you know, could he be back in October? We'll, we'll see. Um, getting him back would would certainly be big. I think in the short term, you have a very talented player in Greg Robinson. You don't go. You know, was he number two overall to the Rams a few years ago? If you're not talented, but he's not been able to put it together for a variety of different reasons. Um, they brought in the other guy who was in Buffalo till he got cut. That there's a competition there. It's really early. That's one position I didn't get a great feel for because I was there on the first padded practice day. You really can't tell a a whole lot. I, I certainly think. That you have an issue there, you, you certainly have something you have to look at. But if you're the Lions, you're hoping in short term, and you're also hoping that the positions you invested in, namely right guard and right tackle with T.J. Lane, Ricky Wagner, they think that they upgraded both those spots uh, from where they were at with Larry Warford and Riley Reef. If the right side of your line is solidified, can you do some things schematically to get by uh, in the short term? Can you give some help to Greg Robinson because you're confident you can leave those guys on an island on the other side? Those are all things that are way above my pay grade. But certainly you would think, you know, with the amount of weapons they've got, you've got your backs um, healthy again, which is a big deal, Amir Abdullah coming back, as well as Theo Riddick. Riddick's a guy to not overlook here, too, because you want to talk about, okay, if you've got a situation where the quarterback's got to get the ball out of his hands, having a potential difference-maker running back, guy who had 80 catches a couple of years ago, uh, coming out of the backfield, that's one weapon along with Golden Tate. who You can get a lot of manufactured touches and bubbles and other things. There's all sorts of ways you can try to – scheme around it in the short term. The good news for the Lions is Taylor Decker is not going to miss the entire season unless something goes wrong in his rehab. He could be back sooner than later, so you're just trying to get by in the short term um, and be able to cover that up, which is what coaches get paid to
1: do. Final thing for Tom Pellicero. Really appreciate your time, Tom, from the NFL Network. So you're in in Allen Park on Tuesday watching the padded practice. Obviously very early, like you said. They don't even play the pre- first preseason game for another a week and a half or so in Indy, but anything else stand out for you? Anybody else that impressed you or maybe talking to some people that they were raving about uh, in Allen Park?
0: I think TJ Jones looked good from the little bit that I saw. You know, he's a guy who might factor in the slot for him this year. Mancon um, Bolden, as of now, he's probably not going to be back. Kenny Gaunt- when you look at him i I mistook him for marvin jones he's a big body outside receiver i think those are a couple of guys you know younger players but they'll be interesting to watch here um how they fit in with tate and with jones i thought riddick looked good i mean he's wearing the red no contact jersey but i think that's just because they don't want someone doing something dumb trying to chop the ball out of his hands and re-injuring his wrist you know um defensively i know one guy that they're fired up about is uh Akeem Spence, who they got from Tampa on a three-year, nine million dollar deal, they really think that he's a much better fit for what they do, which is just kind of one gap and get up the field uh, than what he was doing in Tampa. Uh, and, and they need some—you know—they certainly need help, really, at all levels of the defense. You look at what they did; they invested in the offensive lines. They thought they needed to upgrade there. Everything that Bob Quinn did on defense was about volume and competition and trying to get bargains. You, get, you bring in Paul Warlow for like three million bucks, DJ Hayden for four spends at three million a year and then you use four year four draft picks in the top five rounds on corners and linebackers. It's pretty obvious what they thought that they needed to do there. Um you still got some young talented players. Ziggy Yanson, my understanding, even though he's not practicing right now, is he'll be back at some point uh in the preseason he, he drafted Ashawn robinson high you're hoping he plays well haloti Nata's approaching the end but he keeps himself in as good a shape as uh, anybody on that defense you just gotta hope you know jared davis it, it really starts there if he can be a, a difference maker for you at linebacker in the short term that that would go a long way and everything i've heard on him both on the field and off the field in terms of you know study habits and how he is in the locker room and all those things it's even better than what they heard coming out of florida
1: Tom, this was fantastic. Thanks so much for your time.
0: Absolutely, you got
1: it. Thank you, Tom. There he is, Tom Pellicero, NFL Network, NFL.com. Check him out on Twitter. Good, good reporter and loved uh, some of the insight that he gave us. As he's on top of it, there is a substantial gap right now between Stafford's agent, Tom Condon, and the Lions. But as Pelicero said, Eli Manning, among others, and some of these quarterbacks at Condon's representative, gotten deals done right before the season starts. And you hope that's the case with Matthew Stafford. As I've said before, this deal's got to get done from a perception standpoint. It is time for the Lions to get one of their own signed, sealed, delivered, and kept here for a long, long time. That way, that SOL talk about, oh, well, Barry Sanders left early, Calvin Johnson left early, they couldn't keep Sue. Can all go away, and you could say, "Hey, Matthew Stafford's going to be here for a very, very long time." You don't want to get into that franchise tag stuff like the Redskins did with Kirk Cousins. Thanks to Tom Pelissero for joining me. Also, thanks to our friends at SeatGeek. Don't forget to download the mobile app for the easiest way to buy tickets. Use the promo code L O N F L to get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Another day, locked on Lions in the books. Thanks for listening, everybody.